everybody, and welcome to Cross Examination, the podcast for curious Christians confronting complicated questions. My name is Kale Prindle. Welcome back to Cross Examination. It is so exciting to be doing another episode for you. It's been a really long time since I put out an episode, and normally that's not something I want to bring up every time I miss something or, or I have a gap, but I felt like I should mention it at least briefly because the conversation you're about to listen to is a conversation between me and a good friend of mine, Liz. And Liz is awesome, but Liz and I only see each other in person maybe once a year. Maybe, like at best. We live on opposite sides of the country, and the only time we actually meet in person is when we go to VidCon. And so that's when this conversation was recorded. But if you're keeping track, this intro is being recorded in January. So I've been sitting on this interview for like seven months, and I have no good excuse, not really anyway, for not putting it out. I've just been hanging on to it. And I, I finally went back and I listened to it again the other day. And I'm like, this is really great. I need to get this out like now. So here we are. But I feel like I should say a, a few other things about the recording. This is another one of those instances where I do not have enough knowledge on how sound works. So there's a few things I noticed when I listened to it again that I wanted to maybe give you a heads up on or a little bit of a warning. First and foremost, my voice is way too loud. I don't think about it. I don't process it. It's something that when I just talk with people, it's kind of like, hmm, okay, yeah, it's loud, whatever, who cares? But on a microphone, <laughs> it's so obnoxious. We sat around a table and had this conversation and, and her voice is like nice and normal and at the right volume. And then I always just like blurt in with some random comment or or trying to make a joke and and the sound just spikes and I'm like oh I'm so annoyed with myself so still new with this whole getting used to microphones and podcasting don't know enough about sound editing and setup to completely correct for all of that so my apologies ahead of time for that also this is the first time I've ever sat down to interview somebody and I'm pretty happy with how things went except I almost have like a verbal, almost like a tick that I think has come from just like years of having conversations with people where I feel the need to always indicate that, yes, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I'm acknowledging and, and in my brain what I'm doing is saying, yes, keep going, keep going. And what that turns into as I re-listen to it is just me doing a lot of, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it's so annoying for me to listen back to because I just want to scream at myself, shut up and just let them talk. Stop jumping in and, and, and just being like that. But those, I hope, are small issues that are not frustrating to you. Um, so yeah, let's kind of get to it. Liz, I won't tell you too much about her because she's going to tell you plenty about herself. But this is somebody I met at VidCon in 2015. Since then, our connection has been encouraging each other to create content on the internet, uh, specifically on YouTube, and she's just a marvelous person. 
she's the kind of friend that you just know that if she could do anything for you, she is there to give you help, to give you a hug. She is just fantastic. So I'm very excited for you to get to meet her, to get to hear a little bit more about her. So let's just get to the good stuff. So the first thing I think right now, just to address how awkward I feel right now, is I remember how many podcasts I listen to and they don't have a starting point because they don't want to have to deal with the awkward introduction mm -hmm. thing. That's what it feels like right now. Good. We could have been recording for so much earlier and it would have yeah. been great. Liz, we are here. We're at VidCon. We are in a house with too many people. Let's just, yeah, let's not go on record with the number of people. <laughs> nope, we will not do that. Okay. Uh, but I'll throw it out there in case we get a whole lot of extra sound in the background. Um, but before we get too much further into it, who are you and why are we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> no, my name is Liz. Um, I met uh, Kale at VidCon 2, 3. Three years ago. Thank you. Three years ago. Um, and I just thought he was a cool dude. So I was like, yes, let's hang out. And then this year he was like, I need a place to stay. And I was like, stay with me. Um, but sirens. As far as who I am, um, I am a mom. I am a wife. I am an employee. And I have a very, very, very small YouTube channel that I like doing stuff on. And I like meeting people as a result of having that channel because people are amazing. People are pretty great. And hooray for small YouTube channels. Yes. Because otherwise, I don't know who I'd be hanging out with either <laughs> with our tiny channels. Um, but so just to, to, to plug my channel, it is Just a Peach. Um, it's youtube.com slash Just a Peach. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. Um, well... This is going to be fun for me because it's an area that even though we've known each other for three years and we've had our interactions and conversations, religion is not one that we've talked about, like, really at all. I mean, to be fair, religion's not necessarily, like, you, something you talk about not, with somebody. Not too frequently, no. Yeah, like, right away. It's like, hi, my name's Liz. What's your thoughts on religion? <laughs> Please, let's get into some more controversial I issues. I literally just met you. Let's talk about yeah, this. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, but it was something that as soon as I started cross-examination and put it out, you were there saying like, hey, if you ever want someone to be on there, I will be on there. So, all right, cool, let's do this. So, um, let's go with this. So, I call cross-examination a podcast for curious Christians confronting uh, complicated questions. That is a, so, a beautiful alliteration, thank if you. I do say I was so myself. Yes. Um, so, let's just kind of dig into, I guess, maybe some background for you, um, eventually getting to that idea of just like, when did religion become complicated? When did it become something that was like really messing with your head? Or when did it become something that was different than what you grew up with? So maybe it's best if we just start with, what's your background, religiously speaking? Okay. In as much or as little detail as you want to go into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like this. All right, so I grew up um, in a Catholic house. Uh, my mom was not born Catholic, but my dad was. And my mom became Catholic, I think, after she met my father um, because she grew up a uh, Bible Baptist, which can be... <laughs> It's an and interesting, interesting combination, religion. yeah. So, but she, she, um, she found 
uh, her piece in Catholicism. So she wanted her children to grow up with that. Um, so I was born into it and I spent the first eight grades okay. in Catholic school. All right. Um, so long story short, that kind of messed me up for religion because I didn't have a choice um, and because it was in my face every day. And it, from my experiences, like Catholicism basically tells you that you are a bad person unless you do X, Y, Z. And so for me, being a little bit different anyway, that was like a lot of fun guilt to navigate, mm -hmm. basically. When I was given the choice to either go to Catholic high school or public high school, I immediately, without any hesitation, said mm. public. Because I just, I really did not have a good experience in Catholic school because you have religion class. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, it's too much. I basically got full off of it. Plus, too, like a lot of what was taught to me was that idea of you're bad and wrong and God loves you, but only if you do these things. And like you can do bad stuff, but at the same time, like you have to do a lot of stuff to make up for that, I guess. But hmm. anyway. Um, so with some of that, um, what was the good stuff? Or was there good stuff when you kind of think back to those first 14 years leading up to high school? Like, what were, was there anything about that kind of culture or religious stuff? Like, this was really good, though. I really enjoyed this thing. Yeah. Um, the idea of Jesus. Okay. Um, it's, it, it has changed, I think, mm -hmm. over the course of my life. But I liked the idea of Jesus because I liked the idea of there being a dude among us as it were, um, that was just here to, like, teach, you know? And, like, the idea of God was always big and scary to me. Right. Because, um, like, literally, my idea of God when I was little was, like, the stereotypical, you know, guy in, like, big, huge monster guy in clouds wearing white robes and sandals. Right. Like, that, that actually was my idea of God, and God can always see you. And when you're a kid, that's a terrifying thought. That right. somebody's literally always watching you. So, like, no matter what it is you're doing, someone's watching you do that. That, to me, is scary. I feel like if I saw somebody just with that physical description on the sidewalk at this point, knowing they couldn't see me wherever I went, I would still be really like, oh, I don't know mm -hmm. about that guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you throw in that thing, and he's watching everything. You're like, yeah. this is so weird. Yeah. And, and, and what you already touched on to, which I'm, I'm sure we'll kind of get into a little bit more, is the the guilt and the 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 requirements the acts required of you to make that god happy yes that yeah that's, yeah that's terrifying and i think a lot of that that too um not to get too far into it but like a lot of that was happening in my like household as right. well of like you know make your your parents happy by doing these things so right. it was reflected in that as well did your parents use the commandment, honor your father and mother, like against you as a kid? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's always a weird thing growing up. It's like, you know, God put in the commandments. You've got yeah. to 
treat us which nicely. is why it's there <laughs> yes yeah, exactly, exactly why it's there yeah, that's good um stuff. so but yeah so it's the idea of like you know having to learn all of this stuff and having to do all of these things and like say 10 hell marys and god will forgive right. you uh as i got older to kind of transition yeah. into it it was like but like why mm. you know why is saying these words 10 times enough to make up for like stealing that candy right you know like it became like one of those like this this does not add up to me that like doing this thing is gonna make up for that bad thing that i did like it just it didn't seem equal to me so it's like the older that i got the more i was like but like why so it just it didn't it it didn't make sense to me sense to me and i started to kind of like question everything Mm -hmm. and then when i went to um public school it wasn't like a complete like well i'm just going to be the worst child ever now because i still had a lot of that guilt right but it was like more of like testing my limits and like you know am i comfortable with doing this thing that i was always told was wrong but maybe it isn't Mm -hmm. you know it's a like, weird doubt moment where it's like, I don't think this is right, but oh, dang it, what if it is? Yeah. And that's hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah, or like things that like you were always told, like, you know, God hates when you do this. But like if God hates when you do this, mm-hmm. then why is it fun? <laughs> Yeah. Because of the devil, Liz. I know, I know, because I know. Of the devil. No, but so you, you, it, so it became like for that. Like when I was in high school, it was sort of like challenging these like you know, beliefs that right. I had been taught. Yes. To believe, so I started to challenge them, and I started. It kind of morphed into this thing of I um I sort of like abandoned everything that I had been taught but like slowly I didn't just drop it all it was just like over the course of time I started to just abandon everything and it got to a point where I um completely just lost my train of thought isn't that wonderful it is no I got to a point where I um nope all right cool whatever um (laughs) No, 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 I have somewhere. Okay. I'll I just try to get that. My thing. brain stopped working. Um, I don't know if I want to get into that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it, it got to a point where I just kind of like, I, I didn't become an atheist per se, mm-hmm. but I was just, I don't have any religion. Right. I don't have any beliefs. I don't know what I believe. You're talking about now. No, no, no. When I was like, by the by the time I was done with high school, okay, cool. I was like, I I know I'm not Catholic. I know that everything that I saw in there that was terrible, not just about the way that they preach, but like the the terrible things Mm. that happen in that religion. I'm like, I can't stand and say I'm a member of this when I know like there's not good things happening. Um, but I also am like, but I'm not. A Buddhist and I'm not right uh, obviously I'm not Jewish you know like I don't know what I am and I think that by the time I was out of high school that's where I was is mm-hmm. I know that I'm not this okay but as far as what it is that I do believe 
a big, big, gigantic question mark. Right. Did you ever have, well, actually, let me kind of try to align my experience a little bit with yours. It's, it's vastly different mm-hmm. by the labels and categories, but then, of course, very similar because I think every religious person has to deal with yeah. so much of this stuff. Um, so I, I, was, I did not grow up Catholic. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, which historically... Uh, would put our two religions very much at odds, but mm-hmm. I won't go into all of that because now is not the time <laughs> for me to deconstruct all of that stuff. But what that meant for me, what it, some of the things I hear coming from you that are interesting to me, uh, when you mentioned, how is it that saying these Hail Marys makes up for that thing? And that's just fascinating to me from a, a Catholic Protestant perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that's still one of the major problems, even in the Protestant churches, even though we would always come out and say like look it's not that you can make up for everything it's about grace which i think is a marvelous gorgeous thing but then that's kind of what you're saying as well the way it's taught and the way it's put out there those things didn't really click mm-hmm. either because i also wandered around with a lot of shame wandered around with a lot of guilt and in questioning my own value to a certain extent because even though i knew as per our teachings that God forgives because Jesus dies, so that's grace, and you're fine. It was always still coupled with, but that's why you shouldn't be doing blah, 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 and blah. Mm -hmm. And then if you did do blah, 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 and blah, you're like, I'm a terrible trash person, Mm -hmm. and God can't love me, and then everything is terrible. So that I feel like we're, (coughs) dang it. (coughs) For that, I feel like we have at least some alignment, which I think is interesting. Moving into public schools, I will, I'll love to get into that later because that is also similar to my experience. Um, I'm curious, though, when you hit a point where you knew you weren't going to identify as Catholic, mm-hmm. but you knew you weren't identifying with Buddhist or Jewish or Hindu or mm-hmm. choose your thing, did that come with its own kind of existential crisis? Or were you pretty smooth? No, <laughs> All right. completely. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that because that's yeah. something that I've been dealing with, of course, for years. Which is like, as soon as you start going past those boundaries, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 did become a matter of I knew I didn't believe in all of the things that I had been taught through my religion, but I didn't know what I believed. So mm-hmm. that was a fun trip of like, but who am I? Right. If I don't have a belief system and if I don't have a belief structure, mm-hmm. who am I? Which is why by the time that I got to college, I was so grateful for this one class that I took, uh, Comparative Religions. Mm-hmm. Um, because in that class, it, it, of course, it cannot go into every religion. Because right. there's as many religions sometimes as there are people. True. And, you know, individual people within maybe a sect have their own belief systems that are slightly different. Mm -hmm. But it went over a lot of different religions. And that was one of the most fascinating and important classes for me to take at that time in my life. Right. Because I was trying to figure out, like, okay, so basically I got to a point, I basically had taken everything that had been built up for me, Mm -hmm. stripped it all down, had a completely clean slate, and then... I took things and analyzed them for myself. And I was like, okay, so this religion says killing literally anything is wrong. 
So you should never move and you should never do anything right. because if you take one step, you're killing a microbe. And I'm like, does that, does that check out for me? Does that check out yeah. for me? Do I agree with that? Or is there a boundary at which I'm like, okay, so I have to move. I have to exist. Right. Otherwise, my life is worthless. Yeah. You're killing yourself if you're not. Yeah. Or, you know, am I like, oh, yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. I'm sitting here for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that's what it became is like I would learn about different religions, mm-hmm. um, learn about their beliefs, their belief systems, their, like how their gods, you know, all right. the different things that, that make that up. And then I would say, okay, does this, does this belief check out for me? So it, it was sort of a buffet, but it wasn't like I'm like, oh, I'm just going to create my own religion. It was just like kind of trying to build my own belief structure sure. by taking what makes sense to me and what seemed right to me. You know, what and, were some of what were some of the ideas that you were picking up at that point? Like this seems really interesting and seems really cool, and this so is resonating with one me. of the most awesome parts of that incredibly awesome class was we got to go to different churches, mm-hmm. um, and and I use church as a blanket sure. term, of course. You went to religious um, ceremonies at religious building yes, places. Yes, yes, of course. That's what they're called, religious so, building places. That's the official terminology yep. now. Um, so we got to go to a Hindu mosque, and we got to go to a Buddhist temple and a Jewish temple. And that was the best part of it for me, because not only am I sitting in a classroom just like learning and having a teacher be like, well, these people believe this. It was speaking to the, there again, blanket term, pastor, preacher, teacher, person. Right. and. I had two questions, these were the most two important questions to me, that I asked every single leader of the church. What is your view on uh, what it it was now? It it is now, but it was then a different thing. Now it would be LGBT LGBT, um, people. Mm -hmm. But back then when I was in college, it was gay. Right. So I would say, like, what was your view on gay? What's what's your religion's view on gay people, mm-hmm. and what is your religion's view on other religions? Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating to get the different answers. Right now, to be fair, with the the Buddhist, uh, there's a little bit of a communication barrier. Um, but from what I got from them, it was basically just like everybody is okay. You just try to do good. Right. Um, which was like, all right, that works for me. That's appealing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the Hindu um, temple, or at the Hindu mosque, I apologize for that, um, he, he did say that gays are wrong and anybody that does not believe in Hinduism is going to hell. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I respect that you guys are devout and that, like, right. that to me was like this is really cool to see people be that devout about it like yeah you know the number of times that they have to go and pray and all of that was like that's fascinating to me because that gives your life structure and that gives you know the people that do it that gives them purpose and that's like i love seeing that yeah um and then the, the actually the the jewish temple was by far my favorite though and i also happened to have at that same time a friend who was jewish 
and I got to go to um, a Shabbat. Mm. And it was like uh, such community that I never felt the right. entire time that I went to Catholic church. Like I felt that sense of like, we are one, we are all together. You know, like we, are, they, they talk about like our people, mm-hmm. you know, in the history of, of, of Judaism. And it was just like, it felt that way. Right. Whereas a lot of times when I went to, to Catholic church in comparison, it was like, I'm here with my family and nobody else means anything to me. Right. You know, like there was that separation of like, I'm here to see God mm-hmm. and that's it. Whereas when I was at the Shabbat, it was like, we are here to celebrate God, but to be, to come together as, as one. And that was just such an awesome feeling of like community and like togetherness. Right. It was like... Wow. Which is amazing because I think that's one of the things that religion still offers that when people are, when any person is very negative toward religion, mm-hmm. I feel like that sense of community is the one thing that it's kind of hard to speak poorly against. Unless you're saying that community is like, it's a mob mentality, then there's certainly that argument to be made yes. as well. Um but that sense of community is so cool and so important. And when you're not, for me, as I kind of look through it, it's like when I don't have that religious community, I don't have a whole lot of other communities to fall back on. Mm-hmm. In a physical space, at least. I mean, like I said, we're here at VidCon because we met in a physical space three years ago. Yeah. But a lot of the community we found kind of around that YouTube online video space is not in person. Yeah. So it's very exciting when it is in person and that's like a new level of thing. And, but and I, you can't go to VidCon every Sunday. No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, that would be very strange. Mm. I feel like there's some, some jokes to be made for that. <laughs> I'm going to let them go. Okay. I don't want to think of who our religious figures will be in that situation. Well, and that's, that's, that's the other... You know what, though? You say Oh, that. goodness, we can get into all sorts of stuff. You oh, say man. that, but that's actually why I I like where I am in the community that I'm yeah. in of Nerd by Terry. Yeah. Because the religious figures were always the problems. For me, the yeah. priests, the bishops, the pastors. Right. To me, that was always like... like I, I don't mean to be completely rude, but it was always like, well, who are you? Right. You know, how are you better than me? Right. Because I have a, I, I personally have a hard time accepting that somebody may be more knowledgeable. I would right. never argue that. But it, they did, oh, they came off preachy. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. They came off like, True. I'm closer to God than you. So do what I say because I've got it figured out. And anybody that claims to me mm-hmm. that they have it figured out is very suspicious. Absolutely. I think yeah. that um, I've seen a shift over the last couple of years in a lot of religious talk, at least in certain demographics and, and sects of that. We're now at a point where we're finally getting kind of well-known, visible religious leaders who are open to say, I don't know. Yeah. But that certainly wasn't what I saw growing up. But I yeah. saw growing up, um, I think I had maybe one um, priest that was kind of like that, and I yeah. liked him. Right. I li- he was like, I don't know, but here's what I think. Yeah. Here's kind of like where I've come to find God for myself. Yeah, which and is And I was great. like, okay, okay, yeah. I'll listen to you. Because but so much of the other wasn't. people that I knew was, well, kind of back to what we said, 
what you're doing, that outward, visible thing of morality. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just like, who, what, come on, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's really frustrating. And even to the point, a big thing I come back with is the way I grew up in my community, it was very much presented to me as there's us and we've got it figured out. Everything outside of us is wrong in at least one really important way. Mm-hmm. So don't deal with them. They are godless people. Yes. <laughs> and I went full force into it. And, and, and maybe this will tie back into some of your experience shifting into a public school as a student. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into a public school until I was an adult. Okay. As a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through Christian from kindergarten all the way through college schools. Yeah. And so I was in a very specific cultural bubble that whole time and those messages were reinforced you don't do this and you don't do that and they're doing that and that's why it's not okay and yeah and and even some of the religions that you're bringing up it's like buddhists yeah they're good but they don't have jesus so no and so it was like even if they had something that was good my denomination or or my local church i don't know where to put that blame Mm -hmm. specifically would not acknowledge anything from them at all because they were missing that one piece. Yeah. And it was like that for any denomination or religion. So then I go into a public school as an adult and my brain exploded because I didn't know what to do. I'm like, all these godless people. Oh my goodness. Um, and it was a big deal for me to kind of reorient my brain to look at a human as a human Who's just oh, who's just trying to make it work? That's so scary, though. Yeah. Like, if you think about like they dehumanized other uh, people yeah, a, a bit. little bit, and that's oh, that's so scary. It too. is. It's scary because we never had the idea presented to us. I remember my one of my brothers actually kind of had this thought once when this is how deep we were into it. Uh, we would do <laughs> summers where we would take eight weeks of our summer, and we would do door to door selling Christian books. Okay. And it was like, are you Mormon? It was like, no, but I understand why you think that because we're here knocking on your door. It's like, are you Jehovah's Witness? No, but they do this too. But it's different. <laughs> you know, so we were always dependent. But we were like in it. I did that for like six summers between high school and college and stuff like that. But one of my brothers had that thought where it's like, you know, the fact that anyone buys anything from us is amazing. And he had the epiphany of, if someone that wasn't my religion came to my door and said, buy this thing from me, I would say no, because that's not my thing. And though he didn't state it quite to this extent, he was getting into this idea of what we grow up in is all that we know. Yeah. And because it's all that we know, we just kind of go with it. Yep. And I think that's so important for me now as I kind of think of anybody in the religious context is... I don't fault people for how they grew up because what are you going to do? That's what you know. That's your yeah. reality. And, and and when you're young, you're not in a place that you can challenge exactly your reality. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. if you do, there's, there's consequences, there's consequences exactly. and, they're, and they're terrible. Um, anyway, so that's the dehumanizing factor was something where I can look back at my old self and be very embarrassed about that. Yeah. But also, I'm like, well, what else was I supposed to do? Yeah. I was literally told by every adult in my life. And when it's reinforced like that. Yeah. I mean, over and yeah. Like, so then I go into a public school and I start interacting with these students. And some of them absolutely kind of reinforce certain ideas. Mm-hmm. 
But then others are like, you're amazing human beings. And I I was missing that yeah, for I, so long. I think I did have some of that yeah. when I was in high school. It was like, you know... I mean, I, I had a jaded view of Catholicism, but mm-hmm. I also still was in that place of like, even though I didn't believe it, it was like the teachings weren't really dead. Right. Like down, like, you know, because I grew up in it. It was right. like, you know, as much as I try to shed this, it's still there a little bit. But like seeing, you know, uh, people who like, there again, it's not the first conversation you have, but seeing people who didn't really have religion, you know what I mean? And people, or people who had a completely different religion. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but you're still cool. Yeah. Like, you grew up in a, in a different faith system than me, but I still think you're neat. And you think I'm neat. So, like, maybe we're both not 100% right. And maybe it's not about right. And that's, I think, where, for me, it kind of shifted into... Okay, so I need to figure out what I think mm-hmm. and what I feel and what I believe is true. Right. Because it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about what what truth do you choose? Yeah. How do you orient yourself in this world, in this yeah. space? What are your guiding points, your values for yeah. you, the individual? Yeah. Yeah, and that's where having that comparative religions class, kind of seeing, be able to see, like, this, this, like I said, smorgasbord of religions. And, like, it was also fascinating to see how they aligned. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, it was fascinating as a, a jaded Catholic to see how Catholicism is basically just a, a pick and choose of every other religion. You know? Like, they just took a bunch of other religions threw them all together and were like, this is Catholicism right. and it's the best. Like, and, and to the point that like, uh, I can't access this information right now in my memory, but the idea of Jesus and the name Jesus mm-hmm. comes from a different religion that was very old. Hmm. Yeah. So it was like, oh, so even like our Jesus is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. So it's like even the idea of Jesus, uh, it was copied and pasted into Catholicism. So it was like, so they are kind of full of crap. Well, and you do have, yeah, yeah. I mean, you do have when you were kind of saying, like, yes, Catholicism picking from all these different things. Again, there's, I think, there's two ways to look at it. One is, yeah, you're full of crap and all this is nothing and meaning. Yeah. We're all just, it's all a, a scheme. Yeah. <laughs> or there's something that is stitched through the fabric of humanity. Yeah. That seems to resonate with all of us and something that rings true. I mean, it's Joseph Campbell and the monomyth again. It's like mm-hmm. every story has been told and every culture has this story because there's something about us that's like, there's something real here. We just don't know what it is and so it yeah. takes all these different iterations which I think is gorgeous and amazing and I know that's putting yeah. a much more positive spin than where we were going a second ago but um, but I also think that's the, the challenge of most religions when we grow up in that yes. is I don't I'm sorry I don't yeah. disagree with that at all that yeah. it is beautiful but it was it was affirming for me as like I said a jaded Catholic yes to to <clears throat> be like oh so you guys didn't just like 
this is not handed down from right. like the Straight beginning from of God. time. <laughs> you caught you kind of did make this story up. Hmm. So okay, okay, but at the same time, like I definitely agree with, and that's where I was getting to. Right. Was what what are like what are truths right that throughout history have been repeated over and over again and and what are those things like you know be kind right it is kind of my uh, on my my youtube channel and in my life and, and i think that there's a lot of ways in which that is handed down yeah is be kind to people you know be be Try your best to be a good person, but also perfect is not possible. Uh, if you screw up, apologize for it. Um, I think that where I fell off the track is how you go about apologizing for it. But ultimately, like if you realize the error of your ways, make up for it and then try to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it became um, finding out what those things were. And then choosing to do my best to live my life with my own set of values that I had built from the ground up. Right. And just to then take that and kind of look at like, so what do I think of God? Because I still, I believe in God. Mm-hmm. My opinion of what God is has completely changed right throughout seeing you know different things and and going internally and trying to figure out what what i think god is um so it went from that guy with the robe and the sandals to a non-being force Mm -hmm. that is ever present not omniscient but everywhere because essentially like what i've come to believe is that god is love like the act of love Mm -hmm. that is that is god yeah you know and when we show that when we do that when we share that with another person like giving another person a hug or you know doing something out of love for someone um or just knowing that like we are loved yeah like that to me, that's what God has become. It's not a person, it's not a gender, it's not a being, it's a force that like is in the world and exists in everybody. And this was, and like I'm not like selling this to anybody. I'm saying this is what like I've sure. come to believe because I still think that like there are way too many things in this world that cannot be explained Mm -hmm. there has to be something greater okay um or this is all the matrix you know you're probably right yeah i saw a cat yeah okay then yes then that that one this is a problem everything i just said about god is wrong the agents are coming (laughs) (laughs) no but like that's the thing is like you know there's like there is the big bang theory but what happened before that right you know, and throughout the course of history, there have been too many moments in my personal life mm-hmm. where things just worked 
so well and so wonderfully and like had amazing like I'll give you an example so the, the one day I was at work and a lady came in and she wasn't there to, to purchase anything I was working at a retail job she just said uh, my car died um, can I get a jump from somebody and I was like absolutely so I walked out with her I drove my car over it was raining not heavily, but it was definitely not, yeah. you know, sprinkling. And I helped her jump her car. And she was so incredibly grateful that I took the time to do that for her. There just, there felt to me like there was this transfer of, of what I, I believe God. Yeah. She didn't know me, you know, and she didn't have to. But there was this, this transfer of energy between us. Right. That was just like, if Namaste, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with it, mm -hmm. is the, the God in me honors the God in you. Yeah. And that's one of those things that I took from Buddhism as like, yes, yes, I get that because I do feel that. Yeah. You know, like every once in a while when we strip away our societal expectations that we've built up of like I am my own person and I am a bubble and we really kind of like commune with another person and we just selflessly give yeah I feel that like the God in me honors the God in you and that exchange of like me doing that for her I felt that moment yeah and that like mystical or whatever you want to call it that was a real thing that happened you know, because I've had other interactions with people where they're just like, oh, thanks. You know, and it doesn't feel that same level, you know. I think you mean to say namaste. <laughs> Where's the honoring going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. but that's why, that's why it's like, to me, I've kind of come to a point where I do believe in God, but God is no longer what God was. You've had to I redefine it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is... Oh boy, there's so many things you've said. So many good things. Um, we're even digging into this. Because um, yes, I actually, all the things. Yes, I actually kind of <laughs> blow your mind if you want me to, because there's another level of this. Well, before you do that, okay. Um, no, what's great about this is a few things that you said that I want to just kind of reinforce. So, um, a number of years ago, when I was in grad school, and I was I was writing some essays and some papers and stuff like that. I, I ended up writing an essay based on another essay by Deborah Marquardt, which is about her identity as somebody from North Dakota. And I kind of took that and, and shaped my own essay on my identity as somebody from my denomination. Mm -hmm. And for her, her work in that essay was this exploration of like everybody says this about my state and everyone thinks this about it and even as I look at it I'm looking at it and thinking this is so weird and odd and I don't know what to do with it but then also having these moments of like but that is also where I come from and who I am and you mentioned something earlier about how there's that Catholicism like it's still in there like there's something that kind of clatters around um that resonates so much because when I was doing that work, I came to this point where it's like, regardless of whatever happens in my life from here on out, there's going to be that Seventh-day Adventist part that's like still lodged in there. It's a lens that so far I have not been able to remove. Mm -hmm. Even if I see it 
and ignore it or I see it and I'm like I see what you are and I know what you're trying to do like it's always there but we don't we don't agree anymore that like that being the thing of like I see what you're doing but like right no yeah no. yeah yeah and so it's it's a weird and I have another friend I was telling that to and, and for her she like nope it's totally different i don't even have that lens i'm like i don't know how you get to that one, but whatever <laughs> um but i think it's really interesting and i think that's kind of what makes us really fascinating interesting people is you know when we've been here this weekend and having conversations with other people in the house that's been kind of the fun thing is you pitch something from your perspective something that was in your past something that's your history and having someone go oh oh that's interesting i hadn't thought of that mm-hmm. because you can't know all of human experience because you're only one human you know your human experience so i think that's fascinating and amazing and important work and all of us need to be having conversations because it's great Mm -hmm. um last thing to reinforce and then if you want to go on and try to yep explode my brain we can do that um but the other thing that i think is so interesting is how complicated language is when we're dealing with all of this yeah so one of the things i mentioned it was in an uh earlier talk I did with students and it's in one of the podcast episodes is I say that religion gives us a language for us to explore basically all of our existence Mm -hmm. and I love that but it's a challenge when we're getting into these points because the fact that you're using the word God but it is not the same thing as what everybody else yeah everybody else you can't see air quotes on a podcast but (laughs) what a lot of other people think god is and i know that's frustrating for a lot of people too it's like you say god and you're talking about a force the act when when the bible says god is love you're like no that's not a metaphor love is that force and that is what god is and that messes with other people's minds be like well that's not the language i'm used to we get Mm -hmm. kind of jumbled up in it And, and when you have the god in me honors the god in you my conservative church i grew up in would pounce on that like you are you saying you're a god that's blasphemous you know and i'm like well, it's not that's a conversation <laughs> for another time but yeah. it, that's the complications we have when we're trying to do this spiritual journey work yeah is we have all this language that we grow up in that we're taught that we're trained in really mm-hmm. depending on I mean, in full-on catholic school like you're trained in it you know all the terminology and language and jargon and i know all of it from my denomination as well and then you take it he's like okay so does it go like this or can i twist it a little is it the same thing do i still call it the same thing or do i have to have a new name for it i don't know and then that's too much work i don't want to make a new name for it so you use the old names for it that just confuses everybody it's all really complicated it is and it's a lot of fun it is but it's both of those things it is okay i'll throw it back to you and you can try to explode my brain okay um, so I, I have gotten to a place mm-hmm. where I do have a, a, a belief. I think ultimately I, I don't have a religion and I don't go, well, ooh, that's another fun thing. I don't go to, to church right. as it were. I have a church. Okay. And I have my sermons. They occur in my car when I'm listening to music. I like this because I have a friend who <clears throat> used to live in Minneapolis, St. Paul, now lives in Chicago, and what they would do, um, this couple is every weekend, they're like, we're doing car church. Yes. And um, they would just climb into the car and drive around and yep. listen to stuff, and it was, yeah. Yeah, so that's, 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 um, 
I actually did, I think it was, I, I tweeted this or I tumbled it or something, but I was just basically, I said, you know, music is essentially my religion mm-hmm. um, and my church is my car. Yeah. And that to me is a very, very real truth. Um, but yeah, every time that I find like I'm in my car and I'm on like a long drive, mm-hmm. I really do sort of feel that like what most people get out of when they go to church, mm-hmm. that same thing, that spirit moves me, you know, that like dealing with all the demons, whatever it right. is that you need to do to, to when you go to that place to do what you're doing. All of that happens for me when I'm in my car and I'm listening to music and I'm by myself. Yeah. I can self-reflect. I can, you know, think into the future. I can do all of that. And it's, I commune through music. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't have a religion. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't pick one. But if I had a religion, it would be music. You've built your own rituals, your own liturgy, your yes. own, like, this is how I commune with whatever this force is. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, here's the real thing, though, that's fun, that I love to just, like, after I talk about all this stuff, I'm like, but I also fully accept the fact that humans need this. Hmm. Because we need to believe in something, because it, not not to the point of atheists, because atheists still have a belief system. We could take that apart, but okay, I know okay. I, I know where you're what you're saying. Okay. I can I can picture an atheist be like, I don't know if I, but okay, yeah. No, that, but like, there's something there. Right. They don't believe in something, which means they have a belief. True. Okay, so from that perspective, right. what I'm arguing. So for a human to not actually believe in anything is detrimental. Okay. So we create God because we need some way to explain how and why we're here and what we do with our time here. So as much as I've come to these truths and I acknowledge them for myself, I also acknowledge on a much, much higher level that none of it, it it's, it's self-created in a way, I okay. think is what I'm trying to say. It's self Like we create this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We create this and we have to create this. Mark Campolo has a podcast called Humanize Me, yes. which is really great. And... I don't remember what episode it was in, but I remember listening to it, and he was very clear. He's like, look, you could wipe out all religion, but you know what? We we just build it right back tomorrow. Exactly. That's what we exactly. would Exactly. And, like, in, in my time, not only with the, the um, comparative religions class, mm-hmm. but also taking philosophy classes, I, I learned a lot of, like, that aspect of it, is that, like, our human brains need to have this. Yeah. So... Um, because yeah, yeah, like you said, exactly that. Like if we stripped away every single religion right now, we, we need something, right? you know, we need purpose, we need motivation, we need, you know, a a reward system or a punishment system or whatever it is to motivate us, to move us, to, to give us 
purpose. So I also fully acknowledge that. I acknowledge that I've created my own right. truth. Mm-hmm. But I still believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a fun little, like... Are we cursing at all? You can do whatever okay. you want. Because it basically is it's a fun little mind fuck. Yeah. And that's the thing that I like about it a lot. Yeah. Is... I acknowledge that I've come to a point where I have my own belief and I have my own ways of viewing the world, mm-hmm. but I also acknowledge that it's all crap. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. okay with that because to do otherwise means I don't. Like, right. I don't. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this and we'll okay. wrap it up because I don't know exactly what time we started, but I know we've been going for a while. Um, Almost an hour. See? That's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, So here's what I want to end with, I think, which is when I started this podcast, it is, in my brain, something that exists because people are always questioning. They're always wondering. They're not sure what to do with it. Do I drop this thing? Do I pick up something new? Do I pretend? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And when they are confronting those complicated questions, um, I want to end with what kind of words of wisdom or something that would you toss to somebody who is kind of in that that same weird space that you were talking about, like going into um, into high school or into or after high school and those existential moments where like, wait, what does this all mean? What do I do? If you were talking to somebody who was at a big question mark moment in their faith of either this is garbage, but I don't know what to do with it if it is garbage or I just don't know if it's real, or something doesn't feel right about this. What would you suggest to that person? What words of wisdom would you have for that person? Someone who is really kind of questioning everything about okay. then, yeah. the thing. Um. Listen to the song Shallow Be Thy Game by Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's awesome. <laughs> um, cool. no. uh, question like literally like 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 my honest advice is question everything. Mm-hmm. And that is not um, being offensive. You know, like question everything because nothing is right and everything is wrong. Take time to really look at everything you have been taught, analyze it, and you, you, you know truth. We all know truth. We all feel when something feels right and when something feels wrong to us. And a lot of times religion tries to tell you this is right. But when it's happening, you're like, but I don't, I'm not really, I mean, my religion has always told me that this is right and this is, this is what I should do. But it's always felt like I've always felt wrong about it. Chances are for you, it is. And that's okay. If it is. Like, discard it. You know, if it's wrong for you, it's wrong for you. 
then like it's and I'm not saying like that's the easiest thing to just like you know take it off like a t-shirt but work on just like discard it discard that belief because it doesn't help you and to quickly touch on this like one of the things that I am learning in therapy is does it help you grow as a person that's the question when you ever have a belief or a thought process if that thought process is stunting your personal growth you need to do something about it you need to re-examine it and you need to change it or you know convert it or whatever you need to do to make it so that you are growing because ultimately that's that's what we're here for that's supposed to be the purpose of religion supposed to be the purpose of faith is to help us be better people so if it's not helping you reach that goal take time to look at it and say why why is this not something that's good for me and what would be good for me cool yeah i'll run with that done Alright, and so you don't have an outro I'll tell you an outro later. Yeah. <laughs> so lazy. That's not lazy! <laughs> Thank you so much to Liz for being a great friend and a great person to interview. It was just so much fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, if you want to, find Liz on YouTube. Her channel, as she mentioned earlier, is called Just a Peach. And she's just a fantastic lovely, warm, friendly person. Go check out her channel. Subscribe to her. She'd appreciate it. You'll enjoy it. Everything's great. Thank you again for being here on Cross-Examination. We'll be doing a lot more episodes this year, so keep coming back. Go ahead and subscribe, whether that is on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Either one is great. The music you're hearing is from bensound.com, and if you want to ask me any questions or pitch some ideas for some future episodes you can find me on twitter at mr prindle or the podcast twitter feed which is at cross exam cast thank you again so much for being here have a wonderful life and until next time farewell good people